Hello and welcome to Running the Table, an ongoing podcast about running and playing tabletop role-playing games. If you have a question that you would like to ask me or any of my guests, please email them to rttpodcast at gmail.com or you can send them to Running the Table on Twitter or Facebook. Today, we will be continuing in our newer series of reading some of the RPG or tabletop role-playing game horror stories and then doing a little bit of analysis. Now, today, I just want to preface this by talking about a little bit that we've discussed before, which is how to keep your players engaged. One of the ways that I've talked about keeping your players engaged is by incorporating their character backstories as plot points or as important moments during the story that you're telling. The story that you will be listening to today can mostly be summed up as that gone wrong. But I'll let you be more of the judge for now. This story is uh, Good Soldiers Follow Orders. It was posted by you bitch pills on Reddit, and uh, let's jump right into it. Firstly, this happened some time ago, but I felt that it perfectly fits the topic of RPG horror stories. Second, I'm no longer in the group that this happened with. At the time of telling this story, I was one of five players in a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition homebrew campaign. I was playing a variant human fighter. I know, I know. Gross, disgusting, boring. Well, I'll play Sparkles the Eladrin Sorcerer next time and make sure all my cantrips erupt in a shower of arcane glitter, just for you. Now, I've always been a fan of the gritty aesthetic of medieval soldiers, and I wanted to hone in on that with my character. Hence came Victoria Ashthorn, variant human samurai fighter. I had no idea what I wanted, and during session zero, the dungeon master seemed to love my idea. He asked, so are you a former soldier, or are you still affiliated with the army? Not knowing it would be my own downfall, I say she's still affiliated. I wanted her to be a somewhat high rank, which the DM was opposed to. After some talking, he agreed to say I was a low-ranking officer since we were starting at level 3. I was more than fine with this. I roleplayed it as Victoria served in the war that ended a few years before the campaign began. She wasn't content to stand around in some fort during times of peace when she could be out in the world doing acts of good. So she applied for leave and was granted the freedom to go out and adventure. But the DM said, you may be called back sometime if the army needs you. I didn't think much of it beyond imagining it maybe being a small part of the campaign later on. I was excited to play my character. Multiple sessions later, the party is all level 5 and Victoria gets a letter. It's from the commander of her army and he's calling her back to duty. No explanation given. DM, is there a possible reason? Do I know of a war brewing anywhere or a conflict happening that might need me to return? I asked. No, the letter doesn't say why, but it's giving you a direct order from your superior. 
We didn't have any other plot hooks at the time, so the party went with Victoria to the fort so that I could report in. My plan was to enlist my party under my command so that we could continue to operate together. After discussing this with the commander, he said no, and that he just needed me. This kind of confused me, and I asked the DM what this meant. He just feels it's better to have all soldiers accounted for and on base. He doesn't like that you're off wandering the world. So I try to make my case to the commander, saying we've been serving the country by doing acts of good and keeping the peace in ways the army can't. But that makes him furious. He wants to have me arrested for vigilante justice. No chance for diplomacy, he attacks me when I show hesitation, and we roll initiative. Many rounds of combat later, the party is all unconscious thanks to this high-level NPC and his guards. We wake and the party is set free, but Victoria gets executed. Just like that. That was it. This is when I started getting really mad at the Dungeon Master. You're just going to kill my character because I didn't want to stop adventuring? What was your plan? Me? I didn't have a plan. Your commander had a plan. He didn't like having a soldier wandering around without orders. It's nothing personal. You probably should have just complied. Well, how was I supposed to keep playing if you wouldn't let me keep adventuring with the party? Oh, you'd have to make a new character. That'd be story over for her. Fighters are kind of boring. They don't get to do much at later levels anyway. Play a paladin or a barbarian. The rest of the players tried to call him out on his bullshit too, but the DM took it personally and told us the session was over, then kicked us out. That was the last time I ever heard from him. Apparently, he tried to get the others to keep coming, but only a few went back and didn't keep going for very long. I can't blame them after what he did to my character. So, let's just take a quick moment to break this down a little bit more. It plays a little bit like, sure, it's okay to have uh, world-building or NPCs that just have their own motives that may not make for a great interaction with the players. But that isn't really what I see happening here. What I see happening here when I look back through this story is a dungeon master who just has something against a certain class and really doesn't care about player agency. When it comes to players like this, they want to play a fighter. Let them play a fighter. If you, the dungeon master, find it boring that they're a fighter, well, I have to say that it is the player's choice if you gave them that option to play a fighter. They should be allowed to have that kind of control over their character, and just because you find it boring to play doesn't mean that they do. It's very important to keep that kind of opinion as just a personal opinion. And in this particular instance, even if the Dungeon Master thought that playing a fighter was boring for the party as a whole, there are other ways to go about it. You can give that fighter some very interesting approach, like approaches to how they can tackle different combat scenarios. You can build combat scenarios around the fighter's weaknesses and make them overcome them in the moment. Or you could even give them a magic item that adds a little bit of extra spice to what they're playing. Killing them off 
unceremoniously without other options is just kind of a dick move. And I will say, I do not disagree with the approach to make uh, the commanding officer recall the soldier that's out in the field. Though it, it didn't play out the way I would have I would have suspected. Overall, I would have said that having a soldier come back to the fort to check in can be a great plot hook. It's a way to bring in that character backstory in a way that seems natural. If it had been, hey, we need you back at the fort, there seems to be some, like, unrest in the land surrounding it, and we want you to come back, take control of your unit, and investigate for us. You're a soldier. We have orders for you. Your reward is continuing to serve as a soldier. That would have been a great plot hook and a way to get the the players and the adventuring party together and on a quest. It's essentially carte blanche to railroad the players in certain moments. Now, that said, the DM took it in a very different way. And this is something that I see a lot when I read through RPG horror stories and tabletop role-playing game horror stories, uh, which is, more often than not, the Dungeon Master has a opinion on how a story or character should be and takes away the agency from the player. It is important to remember that you, as the Dungeon Master and as the Game Master, are not the only storyteller. Your players are also a part of the story. They are part of telling the story. You do not control their characters. You do not know the ins and outs of everything their character thinks, wants, desires, or needs. That is for the player to decide. It's okay to say, hey, this, you know, this NPC that is your superior really doesn't like having soldiers wandering around with adventurers without a way to, like, keep them in check. Your options at this point may be something along the lines of resigning or retiring, becoming a soldier only and not an adventurer. This might have culminated with, hey, I'm sorry, but I need to change my unit, or I need to be made special forces, or I need to quit. I, I have to resign from the army and become an ex-soldier. Which could make for a great character arc of coming to grips with being forced into this adventuring lifestyle that they've come to love, without the soldier lifestyle to fall back on. There are so many different ways that this could have gone and resulted in a great story and a great character moment being told together by the dungeon master and the player in question. Too often I find that dungeon masters of this type tend to have uh, a desire to force their own story or opinions upon others, which while it's fun to tell a story, if you're playing with others, they need to be involved as well. 
Pulling in a character backstory is a way to engage the players and get them involved. Bring them in and help them feel a part of telling the story. It is not a way to control them, demand that they change, or otherwise remove agency from the player or from the character. And I feel that there is a lot to be said on this topic that I may discuss later about how to incorporate character backstories in a way that is not just targeting a player and in a way that is not attempting to subvert their control or agency. But that will have to wait. For now, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode of Running the Table. Now, if you have any questions or concerns or even suggestions about other ways or other problems that you see in this story, please send them to rttpodcast at gmail.com or send them to Running the Table on Twitter or Facebook. <laughs>